let's say this church burned down, mm -hmm. what would my move be? Well, my move would be my heart is convicted about these things that Jesus has said. I'm going to find a church that's teaching me the same things. Right. This is Pastor John. This is Pastor Tim. This is the Every Moment Is podcast, and it took me a minute to remember what to say because we've been on a long hiatus. That's the correct term, right? Hiatus, yeah, yeah. And summer break? Sure. Yeah, yeah. sabbatical maybe. Maybe. Sa an extended Sabbath from the rest. podcast. Yeah, from yeah. the podcast. Because we've been busy, but not with the podcast. But it's good to be back, and... Um, Summer is wrapping up. Uh, what's the best thing you did this summer? You know, I we went um, whitewater rafting in Colorado. My my brother-in-law is a, a guide, and so uh, out at Noah's Ark rafting hmm. near Buena Vista, Colorado. And so only eight always people survive, right? <laughs> they should not. That should not be their tagline. Actually, I think they have an excellent record. <laughs> Good. Um, and they're. I think they're the largest. In uh, Browns Canyon. Okay. Yeah. The Arkansas River. So they have a good reputation. Yeah, more than eight. Everyone who gets on board the Ark survives. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for me, I think um, I had a great family reunion up in Manning, Iowa. Heard of it? I haven't. Maybe not, but uh, it was a great time. And good time with family. I really enjoyed my garden this summer. Hmm. I still enjoy it. Um, Okra is my thing. Not everybody likes okra. Harder to grow in Nebraska because it's not as hot and humid as Texas, but uh, it's been a fun crop. And the green beans, yeah. are, they're coming. So John's your name and okra is your game, huh? That's right. Cool. Yeah. Next to pastoring. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's okra. I dabble in agriculture. Do you fry it? Or how do, no, you, how do you cook it? That's a sure way to heartburn. Um, no, with okra, you take it and you salt and pepper it, roll it in some oil, and then you roast it for about 10 minutes on 400 degrees. Sounds good. Yeah, spectacular. So, yeah. Say, did you hear about the guy that got fired from the calendar factory? Nope, but I bet it's funny. What? Well, he just took too many days off. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking days off on the calendar. Yeah, no, you get it? Okay. Took too can't, many yeah, you days. can't. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we are going to do something uh, a little different in the next coming weeks. We're going to be doing basically 20 episodes, little episodes. You can listen to them within the amount of time it takes to walk the dog, maybe, mm -hmm. or do dishes or whatever. And uh, we're calling this Stuff You Should Know. Yeah. And really, it's kind of some time-tested habits of the church in relationship to each other that maybe we've forgotten as an American church in maybe the last 30, 40 years. Could be, yeah. I think, you know, this is kind of born out of um, new member process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're teaching new members the, the Christian faith and what it means to be a part of Holy Cross, you, you just can't cover everything. Mm -hmm. 
And so these are like 20 more things that you should know as, right. uh, as a Christian. So like having learned the Christian faith in its basic form in our new member class, which we call essentials, um, these are, this is a little document you give to people called 20 things you should know. Pretty much, um, yeah. Yeah. And really it kind of centers in on our life together in the church, our commitment to a shared confession and worship and mission. And um, man, I tell you what, uh, commitment to an organization has kind of fallen on hard times. Yeah. Uh, because even sociologists have recognized that Americans are far less civically or corporately involved, we are kind of um, under the spell of the internet and mm -hmm. smartphones mm -hmm. and TV and air conditioning and all these things yeah. that drive us inside and isolate us. So we're, uh, we're bowling alone, right? It's kind of, the, is it Putnam, Robert Putnam? Yeah, Robert Putnam. With, uh, yeah. That classic book about how humans used to gather around certain things and build institutions and now we're just kind of going alone. Yep, which means we're all lonely and isolated. And uh, it, it impacts the church. Yeah. And so a lot of these, these 20 little, little nuggets we're going to share are kind of countercultural. They're kind of calling us back to what it means to be the body of Christ together. Now, some of us, I think, in the church have been living this for, for decades. Um, some of us are learning to live it. For some of us, it might be kind of a, huh, that sounds weird. And our goal is to kind of patiently walk through these things. So number one, okay. see, we have everybody eagerly just waiting, like yeah. watching their phone. When is the next episode going to drop? Because I got to find out what number two and three and four, five yeah. is. Yeah, there's yeah. a little suspense. People are, maybe they pulled over if they were driving so they could really focus. Yeah. Hopefully not, <laughs> you know, don't, don't look for the episode while you're driving. Pull over. Yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, so <laughs> number one, I'm just going to read it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. In becoming a member of Holy Cross Lutheran Church, you are making a lifelong commitment to the Holy Christian faith as taught by the scriptures and the Lutheran confessions, namely what we've been working on in class, right? The promise to you is that by binding yourself to these God-given teachings and practices, you will obtain everlasting life. If you move to another area of the world, you should seek out a church that also holds to this same confession of the Christian faith. So, real quick, what you're not saying, Pastor Tim, is that we are saved by being formally attached to a church body, like I'm saved because I'm part of Holy Cross Lutheran Church. No, you're saying that we as the church, we're actually signing up for more than we thought we were maybe. Hmm. We're signing up for a group of people, kind of an outpost, a colony of new humanity, these, these people baptized and believing, who all believe the same thing, teach the same thing, worship the, together. We are part of a community that has the promise of everlasting life attached to it, and that through worshiping and receiving the sacraments together and hearing God's word, we are kind of like Noah's Ark. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, in a word. <laughs> yeah, didn't I mean, mean to make that bring, connection. Bring the Ark back. But I did. But yeah, it's actually really, I mean, Peter 
prejudices that, you know, when he yeah. talks about baptism, that we're kind of in the ark, saved through water. And I teach this a lot, that uh, the church, the main part of the church is called the nave. Where we get the word navy or exactly. navel. Exactly. It's like it's no accident that the church has always been thought of as the ark. You know, that people get into the ark of the church as they weather the storm and mm-hmm. wait for the promise of peace, you know? So, yeah, I think the, uh, the real oomph <laughs> behind this, this teaching is that, you know, when you are coming into the church, um, you're binding yourself to something good, you know, to these, these mm-hmm. words from God. These doctrines are not just, you know, our opinion. Right. But we believe that this is the way to salvation. This is the narrow path. You know, this is, um, John says, uh, the apostle that is, the apostle John says, to know God is everlasting life. Yeah. That's what everlasting life is, to know God and to know these words, you know. And, or by believing these things that the apostles wrote, we might have life in his name. So mm. I, I guess what we're trying to get at is it's, it's not just a social club. Right. And it's not just the flavor of the week. Yeah, so right? I can think, for example, of like, okay, 50, 60 years ago, you moved to Kearney, and it's like, you know, put on your Sunday best, kids. We're going to go look for a church, and that's what you do. Now, some people were very much denominationally tied, so it's not a question of which church, you know, we're going to go to the Lutheran church because we're Lutherans, or we're Presbyterians, or we're Methodists. Uh, other people, I think they just kind of said, well, who's got the best coffee or who's the nicest? Yeah, or who's, who's closest? Who's closest? Yeah. Who do I know? And so it was very much a staple of American society that we would just pick out a church. And and it's not all bad, but sometimes it would become just another part of our our social life. I joined the gym. I joined the church. And maybe there's some social credit even like if you're running for yeah. political office, <laughs> you know, be part of a church. If you're, 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 you're kind of finding the church to be a, a social center, but wow, fast forward to now, it's like, mm, let's think of the church maybe more as a boat that where we are entering it to find safety and refuge from the world. Yeah. And ultimately we're on the salvation boat, the salvation cruise. Yeah, and in particular, you know, salvation comes by faith in the word, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, as people enter our church, you know, they make vows. They say, yeah. I'm going to hold this faith even if I, until I die, right? You'd have to kill me to get me to stop being a Lutheran. You know, it's, it's pretty um, intense language. Yeah, It says, this is more important than even my mortal life. It's because it's my eternal life. You know, it's the life that comes from Christ. And so I think we don't want to have a, a temporary mindset when it comes to our confession of faith. We don't want to say, well, yeah, we, we joined this church because whatever, we like the children's program. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, maybe later we just kind of feel a little different. We're going to go check out a different church because they maybe had a different program. They had, yeah. you know, they had skeet shooting or something, and we really like that. Rather, we want to say, this church is proclaiming clearly what Jesus is saying, and my mm-hmm. heart is convicted. Yeah. So if, even if, the, let's say, this church burned down, mm-hmm. what would my move be? Well, my move would be my heart is convicted about these things that Jesus has said. I'm going to find a church that's teaching me the same things. Right. 
So I'm going to find another LCMS church, you know, our church body. Um, I'm not just going to switch convictions of my heart just because it's inconvenient all of a sudden or on a whim, right? Yeah. This makes me think of a, a good Bible word. And I think as we talk through these 20 items, this word will come up a couple times. It's the word kesed, covenant mm. faithfulness. It's a Hebrew word, meaning we, we translate it sometimes as steadfast love or loving kindness, but it means this unbreakable, never dying, never giving up, rough, durable love commitment, faithfulness that we have that endures even past feeling and ups and downs. And that's the kind of love that God has for us in Christ. But it's also the love that we're called to have for each other in the church and the shared teaching that we have. And so we live in a consumer culture where mm -hmm. we ask yeah. questions like, is this beneficial to me? Is this useful to me? Does this make me feel good? Is this cool? And then we choose accordingly. But Kesed, covenant faithfulness way of looking at the church says, these are my people. This is my faith. And I confess it to the very end unto death. And so that informs the way that I have relationships with those in the church. So if we get a new pastor or we have a vacancy for a couple years or the church goes through difficulties or struggles, financial ups and downs, the building burns down, all these things. It's like, well, I'm not going to just go find another church. That's a consumer move. Right. The move is to say, well, I'm tied to these people. Yeah. And we're tied together by this common confession. Yeah. What we believe about baptism, about the Lord's Supper, about Jesus, about the Trinity, about, you know, yeah. <laughs> all those things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think to join a church is to say, well, actually, the word in, the, in Romans that it makes me think of is... Um, confess if you confess with your mouth yeah. that jesus is lord and yeah. believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved well that, that confess word is where we get the word catechesis uh it's to echo back or even to repeat what's being said so to confess that jesus is lord is to echo back to god what he has proclaimed to you right so catechesis yeah. is kind of echoing back these long-standing words and doctrines and saying, I hear it, I receive it, and I echo it back as true. And so when we're joining a church, we're joining a confession of faith, right? Mm -hmm. A, a um, heart holding on to certain words and doctrines that we say, this is true no matter what. This is going to be my ground zero, right? My, my rock, and so, yeah, we don't want to easily just dismiss that, right? The only reason you should change church confessions, like say, okay, I'm, I'm a Lutheran now, I'm going to go be a Baptist, I'm going to go be a uh, evangelical, or be, I'm going to be a Catholic. The only reason you should do that is because you are absolutely convinced that they are giving you a more true picture of Jesus yeah, and right. the gospel and the truer confession of faith. And that takes work and time mm -hmm. to have a, an honest conviction that actually I think my, the church I'm currently at is wrong on this and the church I need to go at that's giving me a truer picture of what God has said. Truer description is over here. Yeah. So not for convenience. It's not convenient to change churches usually. 
um, not for location, not for programs, but for the, the teachings of the church that we believe bring us to eternal life, right? There's what's at stake at church in church membership and doctrine, right? It's eternal life. So don't let anything less than that sway you to change confessions. That's, that's what I would say. I would love if people had that kind of stalwart mindset about yeah. what they believed. Because like, you know, a lot of times when people change churches or they move and they look for a new church, they're not thinking, I'm going to be part of this community where we're on this salvation journey together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, who's got the best coffee? Or yeah. I want to go to a church that's got drums. Yeah. Or, you know, I want to go to a church that's got a nice organ. Or I want to go to a church where like the pastor you know, is this or that. And, yeah. and it's like, well, let's first go where, where we believe Christ is being most faithfully confessed. And, you know, to say you're a part of a church body is to say I'm part of this church body because I believe it is closest to what the scriptures are saying, yeah. that they're bearing witness to Christ faithfully. So yeah. when you, let's say, dear listener, when you move, um, First of all, don't keep your membership at Holy Cross. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we love we you. We can't serve you. <laughs> we can't serve you. I mean, uh, you know, we can, I mean, feel free to visit when you're here and you can, you know, even you can check out sermons and listen to podcasts and stuff, but like you need a pastor and you need people who are going to be part of that church with you. So first thing to do, even before you change your electric bill stuff, your utilities, f- start looking for a church. And your pastors can help you with that, but look for a church that shares your confession of faith. Yeah. And um, don't don't go to the church and say, "Well, I want to find a church that just has all the cool stuff." Yeah, you know that it's makes got me the smoothie feel bar, good. smoothie bar, skinny jeans, skinny jeans, and the people that I want to hang out with. That's usually what yeah. it is. I think, yeah, exactly. Go go find a church that can that echoes what the scriptures that you have been taught in the scriptures. Um, Yeah, I think there's a cool, like one of the coolest things about this is you have a worldwide confession, right? There's Lutheran, the Lutheran church, we say, hey, we're the the Catholic church. We're the church holding to the scriptures, right? Um, And there's a worldwide community of people that have Mm -hmm. the same echoing confession as you do. So you could go to, you could move to Ethiopia you'd find a church that echoes the same faith. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to Latvia and you'd find Christians there echoing the same exact faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go to China. It might be difficult, but you would find people having the same faith. And so it's not like it's uh, so exclusive, right? It's a worldwide yeah. people are, who are convinced in the same manner of what God has said and how we should um, receive this salvation. So that's kind of cool, I think. Yeah, it is cool just to think that we have this kind of global communion of people who are persuaded and believe the same way. And and look, we're not saying that like, oh, the Lutheran church is the only Christians. No, that's not what we're saying. We believe all who are baptized and have faith in Christ are Christians, but we believe that doctrine, teaching, practice is really important that we can have healthy doctrine the scripture uses that term in first timothy healthy Mm -hmm. doctrine versus not so healthy and so i'd kind of maybe end on this is you know if you were ever to move to another city state town likely not ethiopia 
um, I'm guessing, but if you, let's say you move to Kansas or you move to Montana or you move to Illinois, be careful about the name Lutheran because mm. not all Lutheran churches are truly teaching scripture faithfully. And, um, and this is maybe a little edgy, but I'm just gonna say it anyways because I think we all need to hear it. I would just strongly warn people, <laughs> plead with them even, to not join the ELCA, a church that is ELCA, um, that's Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. This is the old merger between the LCA and the ALC. And, you know, for a while, the, the denomination, you know, had some faithful churches and faithful pastors and theologians in it. But, uh, man, a lot of people have left the ELCA and, and they've formed like LCMC mm -hmm. or uh, NALC, these different Lutheran bodies, because they're saying, wow, man, the ELCA is so off the rails. I mean, they, and I'm saying, like, it takes a lot for me to, to say that. It takes a lot for yeah. me to, to categorically say, don't yeah, join yeah, the ELCA. Yeah. Um, and if you're in that church body now, I mean, just, I would say flee that church body the way that you would flee medical malpractice or a house burning down. Or how about a sinking ship? Or a sinking ship, yeah. yeah. And my hope is that if, if anybody who's been at Holy Cross for a long time and has sat under the teaching of God's word, if they went to an ELCA church, they'd say, something's off here. Yeah. Something is not sound here. And I don't say that just to offend people. I say that in the same way <laughs> that if I knew that there was a doctor in town that was committing medical malpractice, I would probably say, you shouldn't go to that doctor. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I'd so think twice. How much more with the care of our souls? Um, so we need to just yeah. be aware of that. Even if you, even if grandma goes to that church, you should probably help grandma get out. Yeah, yeah, sobering things to say, but I think you're right on. I think at this point, that's, I don't think there's any reversing that course for the ELCA. Yeah. And I think uh, the most faithful thing for people to do is to jump ship and, and to swim to safety. Yeah, because a church that doesn't have faithful, strong, true doctrine is a sinking ship and it won't stand. And you don't want to be on that ship because um, you want to be on a, a ship that is not sinking. There we go. So one more time, as, you as people become members of Holy Cross, you're making a lifelong commitment to the Holy Christian faith as taught in the scriptures and in the Lutheran confessions. And the promise is that by holding these things, you will obtain everlasting life. So hold fast.